Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Writing Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we're going to go back to Heisei, Common Writer Double, episode 10, which aired November 15, 2009, entitled The S-Terror, The Great Detective's Daughter. It was directed by Takeyuki Shibasaki and written by Ryu Sanjo. And uh, yeah, I, you know, we actually watched this episode twice because it'd been like a week. Well, it's been a while, so uh, yeah. listeners will it will be fine because we yeah with that's our release po- schedules on point. Yeah, but uh, it's been a while for us. Yeah, so uh, work's been weird, and, and I had a like, horrible toothache for like two weeks. Yeah, and which, then uh, you know that life. necessarily didn't get resolved, but it doesn't hurt though. So <laughs> meh, just shove it under the rug. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, watched it twice. I actually remember this one. <laughs> yeah. So this is a uh, what we thought was going to happen a long time ago, but it's a yeah for real uh, episode three. Akiko uh, focused episode. I, I, back when I thought I knew the formula. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, they did a uh, uh, they did a Philip episode, and right. a Shotaro episode. I was trying to remember who was first, and then it was it was Shotaro first. Oh, Shotaro episode, then a Philip episode. I'm like, okay, this got to be an Akiko episode. Wrong. Uh, and, and there was a in the title. Yeah, a in, in the, the title. title. But no, yeah, the S one is all about Akiko. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obvious. Obviously, no. The S is for. Uh, Sonozaki, right? And do you remember what the the uh, dopant was? I want to say the first thing that popped in my mind was sugar, but it's probably sweets. Sweets, sweets. Yeah, because he's like a random amalgam creature of candy. Yeah, yeah, and like really weird. Yeah, but yeah, so it's all happening in the. uh, It's like a candy corn thing. It's like hard hard candy and like toffee and like all sorts of weird. Speaking of which. just talking about my week here, because I let's start with that since it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but speaking of candy, my birthday was just a few days ago. Um, what is the day? The fourth? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But maybe a week at most. Yeah. And one of the gifts I got from my girlfriend was this, uh, like a monthly box of Japanese candy. Yeah, she was telling me about that. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was. Yeah. And the thing is that she wasn't expecting it to come in soon. So before that, she had bought another one, which is like just random in a plastic bag. It's not nearly as uh, as adorned as the monthly box, you know. Yeah. They put a lot more thought into that one. And it comes with a little booklet that tells you what kind of candy you're looking at. Where this one's just a random bag of, of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of this candy is so weird. Oh, yeah. Compared to our candy. Like, they, they do better on Kit Kats than we do, but at least it's like a name brand thing that you say Kit Kat, people know it. But all of this is like, uh, I don't know, it all looks funky. And when I was looking at it, I'm like, I can see how this amalgam creature could be made from sweets with this grab bag of well, random stuff. Well, a lot of things in, at least I know, like, especially with the candy I've seen, I've gotten from, like, China. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it, there's a lot less sugar in it. Yeah, for sure. But they focus more on textures. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, same thing with, like, a lot of, I, I didn't really buy that much Japanese candy, um, but it mostly is uh, textures uh-huh. of like this thing. It's like the same mild sweetness, but it's it's like a wafer, right? Instead of a hard candy, exactly. And so it's much different. Yeah, different different taste. But worry. as Americans, we're like, where's that sugar? Yeah, but, where is um, it? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's why uh, a lot of people think like Asian candies are strange because strange. it's focusing on. Uh, different things to make it right yeah so i i mean i decided every day i'm gonna have one right Mm -hmm. just because i have so much to get through now yeah uh i kind of have to get through it i grabbed one randomly i opened it up and right off the bat it looks like a corn cob Mm -hmm. but you can tell it's made in the same way that a funyun is made so in your mind have you seen a funyun the the way that they're like crispy and yeah kind of a okay so just imagine that but shaped like a corn cob and i'm thinking okay this is a corn snack Right, but it's also it's got to be sweets, right? There's no way it's not. I take a bite into it. It tastes like cream of corn was a funyun shaped like a corn cob, and yeah. it was the worst thing I've ever forced myself through. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and I and I, I felt like that scene where Dumbledore is explaining why he does not have birdie bots every place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is gonna stop me. It, it, Alas, Erax. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just could not put myself through another thing of candy the next day i was like you know i'm take a break because i still taste it i still taste the cream of corn so i gross i would always try i made a joke of like what's this bread oh <laughs> because there's a whole bread section and it's really weird you think it's gonna be one thing and it's not um so i bought this like white bread loaf I just see it. it's just a white bread loaf and it's like i could tell by the image on it that it had some type of filling mm. So I bite into it, and it's white bread loaf wrapped around chocolate cream. Okay. 
and I I don't like chocolate for yeah, one thing, but like it's just it was just it was it wasn't like sweet bread or anything. It was just white bread. Oh god, wrapped around chocolate cream. <laughs> oh no! So like typical what you'd expect on a bologna sandwich or something like that type of bread. Yeah. Wow. It's no. just, it's, and, and I'm like, it's like it's like someone just spread chocolate cream on to like Wonder Bread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not toasted. <Fast. laughs> just white bread. It was. It, I mean, I'm glad I tried it because sometimes you're just like. I always make the joke that one of these days I'm going to pick up something I think is a Twinkie and it's going to be um, <laughs> mayonnaise-filled cornbread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just it. I was never once, when I grabbed that snack, uh, I feel like, first off, I feel assaulted because there's no way I could have known that some madman <laughs> yeah. would make a cream of corn potage-flavored Funyun-like snack. I don't even know what to call it, but yeah. uh, I... Through now, I'm investigating. By the way, I'm investigating every snack. I grab it. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what could this be? Yeah. And I found another one from the because, like I said, I got the little bag and then I got the box. From the box, there's the same exact kind of snack, a corn snack, but it's flavored like shrimp. Oh yeah. So I imagine that's going to taste at least a little better because um, it doesn't taste like cream of corn. I hate cream corn. I love shrimp chips. But uh, yeah, like a pork rind is another way. If you don't know what a funyun is, if you're some sort of weird person that's never seen a funyun. <laughs> Pork rind is is the same kind of. Uh, oh yeah, I I like yeah. It was just when I was in Mexico, the fun part was the different Doritos. Oh yeah, because they have a Dorito factory, right? Like there, there's like uh, dozens of different types of Doritos that have no no American content. American version. Yeah, no American content. And there was this one that wasabi. <laughs> that's the Kit Kats. Wasabi Kit Kats. Yeah, that was Kit Kats. Uh, but uh. You know how, like, on the packaging, they have a little thing that shows you a picture of, like, what the flavor is? Yeah. Uh, on this one, it was a tornado with just random things in it. Okay. And the chip was actually called incognita flavor. Incognita flavor. Okay, so you, you don't know what it is. It's just... And I'm pretty sure what they did is they just scraped the barrel of every... Of every... Uh, of the dust of every oh, one and yeah. just threw it in there. And every bite, even from the same chip, was a different flavor. <laughs> And you're just like, no, no, I said I taste like sour cream and like jalapenos and uh, cheddar and I think dish soap. Definitely some dish, dish soap. soap yeah, <laughs> old dusty shoe. And so it was just like it was an adventure. Every time you're just like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm eating. But it's, since it's Doritos, you can't stop. Yeah, it's still, it's still <laughs> the magic chip. Yeah. So it was just like we would. We would always just grab it and just be like, "Oh, what? Yeah. What's this bite one, going to be?" <laughs> one tablespoon of crack in every chip. Yeah, so it's just like keeps you coming back. It was just, it was fun, but it was just you had to be in the right mood for adventuring into the Doritos flavors of incognita. Right. Um. So, so yeah. Any guesses on what's going to happen in this episode? So back to the episode. Yeah. The uh, the first thing is okay. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. He was getting, he was fighting a sweets thing. He broke out of the weird mold stuff that was spit on him. And then he got attacked by Nazca, right? Yes. And I can't remember if it's just him and Nazca now or if he's fighting both of them at the same time. I think he's fighting both of them at the same time. Okay. Because, uh, and I'm trying to think of how, what, what would he want to use to beat the sweets thing, right? But now it occurs to me that maybe that's not even the issue. Maybe it's that uh, Sonazaki's just going to come out and be like, uh, sit down. Oh, yeah, that's how it ended with yeah. uh, Sonazaki putting in terror and then yeah. the, the, the wave of sound thing. the wave of like terrors coming out. Yeah, so it's like now I don't even know where it's going. Like, is it going to be the typical formula where they have a pitch battle? Or, okay, is it going to start with the fight ending and then them escaping? Or... I don't know. And then also I'm thinking, what weapon, what attack is he going to use to beat the sweets? Because like, you know he's got to resolve that. He's got yeah. to. Otherwise, it'd be weird. I, uh, and I'm thinking heat Because I think he used heat to uh, get yeah get out of the mold. But then and heat metal is what he's been using. Metal branding. Yeah. yeah, metal to fight Nazca every single time. So I'm wondering if he if it, they're going to mix it up. I, and I'm trying to think, of if, is there any combos I haven't seen? And There's, there's several combos. Yeah, seen. I would say they, the more I thought about it, the more I realized there's a whole bunch of combos I haven't seen. I was yeah. like, what about Heat Joker? I haven't seen it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But then I was like, that doesn't work against Nazca. So the, and, but the, the theory of it only matters if the fight continues at the start of the episode and you know yeah. resolves then, which I don't think it will. No, because they'll probably finish sweets at the end yeah. of the episode. And especially because you know, we, we know the clue here, Great Detective's Daughter, is the episode's going to have something to do with the past, uh, at least at the very least. Because they also don't, we don't know who Sweets is yet. Right. We thought it was the chef, and it turned out he, it's not him. He's no. just a goofy guy who's trying to practice exactly. his golf swing. And so, and but then there's several um, uh, 
we obviously know it's not a member of the Sonozakis because there are all the different things. See, that's what I was getting at. It's like I wonder if Nazca knows who who it is. Yeah. So, or if if there's another seller of the Dopont. Uh, what are they? What are their stuff called? Guy memories. The guy still guy memories. Yeah, it's guy memories. Yeah, because it seems like you would probably want your chefs to not be disappearing in your household. It just seems like a big it, hassle yeah. to deal with, and you're you're out of chef now. So it it doesn't seem like something that their interests are definitely not aligned on. This is what I'm trying yeah. to say, but. Yeah, because Nasca is the one, or not, why do I keep calling that? Kirihiko is the one that's selling, or he's pushing all this crap, so you think he'd at least know, kind of. Yeah. But he's not really an ally, so that's not relevant to us. Yeah. But we have been seeing into the Sonazaki family, so maybe yeah. it's going to be brought up. Maybe. I don't know. I'm interested, at the very yeah. least. I, I want to see if we get a taste of Big Boss Sonazaki's mm-hmm. power in this one. I don't want to see all of it, at least. I don't know how many arcs are in this season or what's going on, but. Uh, well, like, I almost wanna... every se- series, except for, like, uh, the original Kamen Rider because they never knew when they were going to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most recent one is pretty much just one major story. Yeah. Uh, Zero One has arcs. There's still a major story because I, 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 I see like uh, right. images here and there. Uh, but most of the other shows is like, uh, it's not like a, a spoiler, but Museum is like the big bad at the okay, end. Okay, so yeah. So, it, the, so, so I don't want to see what he can do or his full capabilities at least. Yeah. Right from the I would just be kind of Like the relationship of Museum versus the good guys, that changes, but it's still like Museum. Right. It's the, it's the main characters. And the other the main thing, villains. The other thing that's interesting about this episode is that uh, it's a question that's been kind of nagging at me. It's just we've never had really an opportunity to talk about it. And if we have, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably just need to re-listen to the podcast. Huh? <laughs> but... um. Uh, the very first episode, when it's showing you what's going on as far as them finding Philip and dude getting shot, very obviously that's the Sonazaki family because the Dopants are familiar. I mean, that's not necessarily proof of anything. It's what's her, uh, what's her name is yeah. like uh, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Sayako. Yeah, Sayako. Is, Sayako is the one who flies through and like yeah. does all this stuff. So I'm just curious why they haven't brought up amongst themselves even that that's begins night. Yeah, begins night because to to me. Especially now that Common Rider is fighting outside of the mansion, it seems mm. like they'd be like, "Oh, you again," or something like that, right? Because they had to have remembered dealing with him. Yeah, he's clearly. I mean, even if he was just a fly that they could swat, they would at least. He's not a normal human. He's not like a cop or something that you're just. Oh, it's just another guy in a suit, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, those things are explained. Um. And begins night is talked about. I think in the crossover movie. Oh, which we haven't got to yet. Yeah, we haven't got okay, to yet. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's it's like episode. Uh, 15 or 16 in between those two. Okay. Speaking of crossover movies, how long has it been since we watched the last episode of Zero One? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. But. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to... And uh, I do remember there's some Akiko things in here, and it's pretty cool. Like, last episode had a lot of Akiko yeah, things. Yeah, Um It was a good episode. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Okay. And then, uh, so we're going to go watch that. Yep. Cyclone Joker! We're back. And we are back. So, I get pretty good episode. It was a really good episode. <laughs> yeah. It lived up. Now you know why, like, like the conclusion episodes to each arc like, are usually pretty good. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> this, these two have been really good because also it didn't, it, feel, it felt like it was written as a two-parter. Right. Rather than the other ones that feel like they were just written as a long episode that was cut in half. Right. Exactly. Um. So it starts off with the recap, right? Telling everybody, saying about the cool, nifty little board, pinup board. Yeah, and uh, uh, then it starts off with the fight, and then yeah, it answers right come your, a couple of your questions right off the bat. Yeah, first off, I was wondering if it was a two v one battle. No, it's a three on it's a three yeah, one. It's, it's a, a three way fight. Yeah, because uh, it starts off, it's like they're it's just him and Nanska doing the old. I'm gonna swing my sword and I'm gonna block it with my staff, and then all of a sudden grabs him with his little. Twin cape things. What's the word for that kind of style of uh, cape? Is it like, it's a mantle, a, a mantle. Yeah, but it's it's like a scarf. Uh, it it it's kind of reminiscent because it goes because double has a scarf too. Yeah, and the idea is basically that they've the drawn a, they're they're drawn a parallel between Nazca and uh, yeah and uh, uh, double because there's also a parallel between uh, Kirihiko and Shotaru. Right, because yeah. they both love the city. Yeah. They just see different ways of protecting it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Kirihiko's like, you should, you got to control everybody to protect them. Yeah, because they can't. Yeah. And then Shotaro's about the whole freedom thing. So, but yeah, I I don't know if this was seen earlier. I can't remember in the last time they fought. No, it hasn't not. been. Okay, yeah. good. It, it, was, was, it was the first time he used his the, living happened, Yeah, he, he the, basically second arms. Yeah. It's like, man, you're underusing your powers <laughs> if you've had four arms this whole time. Well, as we know from uh, many of them, they underuse their powers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how often do you get to fight somebody that's going to have enough caliber to test your ability anyway yeah i mean <laughs> how many times has has uh kirihiko actually gotten into a fight as nazca yeah, yeah. <laughs> the this is that... just recently he got this right yeah he got it at the start of the series and so I, yeah probably the, the only time he's ever actually gotten into like a real fight is the two or three times he's fought devil yeah <laughs> it's like so there's no way that you would i mean how often would you need to use your cape arms <laughs> i guess yeah. <laughs> um so, so anyways yeah as he's he's got him up here and he's getting ready to do Probably you know, a final finishing... attack. He's, you know, gloating. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but basically he's all, this is all you got. And then, bam, he gets hit from behind. By sweets. Yeah, because sweets. Because he's upset that it's basically, you're taking my prey here yeah. type, type of deal. I was I was fighting. Yeah, I have to punish this goon that stopped me from eating. And then it becomes a three-way fight. Yeah. And you see off, into the, uh, off to the side, um, Psycho is yeah. about ready to transform. She actually clicks the, the, the taboo button. She taboo. just doesn't put it in her. Uh, uh, because it goes to um, the interim dialogue between Shotaro yep. and Philip, and Phillips just says, I sent something bad company. Yeah, because he, he can recognize. It's it's probably easier for him, A, because he's a superior intellect, but also B, um, Shotaro is doing more of the physical stuff. So yeah, he might have more yeah, yeah. opportunity to sense his surroundings. <laughs> but yeah, he picks up on this terror thing. Uh, and he's like, this is a really dangerous situation. We need to dip. Yeah. And Chartar is like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, Terror. basically, yeah, Terra pops up. And I mean, I, I maintain that he's not necessarily threatening looking. But after this, it's one of those things where you take him seriously. because. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the laugh too. He's yeah, like, uh, the whole time uh, just laughing. Uh, uh, <laughs> There's this wall of miasma yeah. surrounding all three of them. So he has no, he gives no care whether or not he kills uh, Kirihiko. Is my take from this because it's a slowly crushing I, wall. I think in his mind, it's like Kirihiko should be able to survive. If yeah, not, if what's the point? Yeah, it's like you, well, if you don't make it, then it's basically they push the push the bird out of the nest to fly or hit the ground. I don't he, care. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yes, but you you can see it. Um, I think it crushes a car or like it explodes a car as it's yeah, going. Uh, like some windows or blowing all yes. that stuff. And it's like coming towards them and it's surrounding them and then they all just jump. Yeah. Um, he, uh, double switches to lunar metal to quickly escape. Well, he jumps normally and then you see it's lunar metal later. So they all just jump out of the way. Uh, they do like a super jump. So I imagine he jumped up and then grappled to a tree or something yeah. like that. Everybody and then else just uh, terror disappears. Yeah. He like teleports away. Yeah. So he can also teleport. So when he teleports away, all the miasma just disappears. Just showed up for fun or yeah. something. He, he just showed up to instill terror. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> but even like this entire scene, you see Sayako, she's concerned. Uh, like you can see, she's like afraid of the, uh, Kirihiko is afraid. And then when it's all said and done and Shotaro switches back to, or he, you know, leaves the double So form. he, he, he drops out of a tree and he's, he's used, he's gone metal Luna and he has, uh, used the stretchiness of the pole to like attach to a tree Yeah, and then drop down. And then he untransforms and he's sweating. Yeah, and he's shaking. He's he can't shaking. stop himself. Right, and so everyone is, uh, visibly shook. Yeah. By this. And then, uh. Philip says, I think we just saw him. And they're like, saw it. And Chotar's like, what? The face of the enemy. Right. Yeah. Like He's the big boss. We just, we just, we just ran into Kefka. <laughs> Final form Kefka early. Oh, it, it's a lot like, uh, actually, it's not Kefka, but it's, it's kind of like when you meet, uh, Sephiroth. Yeah, really. For the first time in exactly, because you see the like the dead cobra and yeah, uh, and it's just like like oh yeah, this guy is a big deal. Yeah, huge deal. Because yeah. I mean, you you fight it and you don't win, you escape from that fight, and then later you see it like horribly mangled on a like speared onto a mountain or <laughs> yeah. something, and you're like, how in the hell do you even manage that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So then it goes to uh. Akiko inside, and she's just kind of like looking at her notes. Yeah, and this is where we start Akiko's procedural detective show. Well, it starts <laughs> off with um, uh, the uh, one of the other maids. She comes up and yeah. says, "Oh yeah, what's Mai's my, my been attacked?" And, and she's like, "What?" Uh, and then she runs off, and then it goes to the opening. yeah, the intro, the yeah. intro. Um, well, opening I guess is better. Yeah, the op. Yeah, that's uh, to be confo- be confused with an op character, right? <laughs> <laughs> And not to be confused with One Punch Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's OPM. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
which is not to be confused with opening music. Yeah, uh, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually talking. Uh, or I was actually talking about how like everybody tries to do um, abbreviations, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it just means that like abbreviations actually get more confusing. Yep. So uh, the one many. I was talking about was uh, IPA. Oh yeah, because there's IPA, which is Indian Pale Ale. Yep. But then when you're doing language study, you learn the IPA, which is the International Phonetic, yeah, phonetic alphabet. alphabet. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember the first time I tried to look up IPA, and I'm like, I don't care about hops. Go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even drink beer. I, I mean, like the International liquor. Phonetic Alphabet is awesome because it's like it's, yeah. it's amazing for learning languages. I actually wanted to sit down and, and uh, master it, but um, it's like a whole other language. You yeah, know? I would say I feel like I need to pay for a class or something like that. Well, uh, the language learning I'm doing uses it, so mm-hmm. I'm, you're just gonna pick it up naturally. Yeah, I'm picking it up, yeah. like yeah. But anyways, so uh, the opening music happens, and then it goes, uh, cuts back to the, uh, and it's Akiko running up to Mai, mm-hmm. and, and uh, who knew they were such good friends? Yeah, well, I mean, she got her into it, right? Um, and uh, well, Akiko has been like talking her up the whole time. She's so, <laughs> she's just, I guess, naturally supportive. Yeah, as long as it's not Shotaro. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh but my says she's like resolved even though she was attacked she's resolved about going through all this because it means that she's gonna uh basically she's like me being attacked means that we're getting closer to finding my father exactly yeah because i was going to be taken and that means that probably my father was taken so that means we're getting closer exactly yeah and it shows like a flashback scene with her and her, like her father watching her make stuff so yeah makes her you know a human being in this not just a plot device so it actually um, uh, reinforces Akiko's desire to, for this whole thing. Exactly. And then it cuts to like a mini Sonazaki me- family meeting, which is just yeah. great because it's just uh, just like not even terraform, just uh, regular Sonazaki th- form. He just, he just like he controls the room he's in. Yep. And it's not like he's he's just like he acts like he's more powerful than everyone, which he is. He is. <laughs> and they all know it. So they're just like, yeah, whatever. Listen to whatever he says. Uh, but he's, <laughs> he's talking about um, a, to- a dopant being on the grounds in the same way that you would talk about there being a rat in he the says barn. He dopant's lurking on the ground. Yeah, remove it. <laughs> um, they actually said, it's like, should we do something about it? And he's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, what you gotta do? <laughs> gotta do whatever. And um, this is when... Uh, there's an interaction between like so uh Kirihiko and uh Saiko mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting because it's like she says, "Well, when they show back up again, I'll help you out so you can get your basically get your uh uh get your honor back in the whole thing." Right. And he's just like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> because and, you you definitely know who wears the pants in that relationship. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, and we've already established before. He's fine with that. Yeah, he's totally cool with it. Uh, he, but he's just—he doesn't like loot. Yeah, he remember he's lose. in the arm race with the cat. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, she also has an internal monologue, right, Psycho, where um, she basically is saying that she needs to get to Common Rider before her father makes an issue of it. Yes, basically, because- she doesn't want her father to step in because that means she's failed. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if because uh, she remembers him from the Hope Begins Night. Exactly. Yeah. She remembers him. So basically, find like out in a bit, because she dresses him as if. So what we've we've picked together, point is so far, is that Kamen Rider being around me that she's failed previously. Yeah. In the past. So that's what I'm thinking is that maybe I wonder if her dad even knows, or if she doesn't want to admit that he was ever an exist, like never existed, because then I mean that that might be why she wants to get rid of him as soon as possible, because so that way no dots are connected and yeah. nothing makes you know. It, either it's like. Maybe not, maybe not even that, but just him being around yeah. is like a reminder of her failure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and, also the other, the and, other and conclusion like, to draw. That's the whole thing in the the family is like you don't fail, you yeah, know? succeed or else. Yeah, you succeed or else. Yeah, but so I'm wondering if when he came down to just terrorize the courtyard, if he even recognized Common Rider as Common Rider, or is just Dopont and there's Kiriko and then another Dopont. I'm assuming. I mean, it almost be like so far below. He doesn't. Really yeah, does not matter? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because he didn't make any connection it seems like or if he, did, he just, like, he just came out terrorized for the fun of it and then left yeah it's so <laughs> totally interesting um so then it goes to uh um shotaru confronting akiko about the whole thing right because they're they're like yeah he basically I, chews her out for it because uh mai gets injured yeah and uh this, you know this, you, this, you don't ever get your client involved with and this like 
really affects her. She's like apologizes. Yeah. She's and like, like, you're right. I was, I overdid it. I got too, uh, overzealous. Basically I was jealous of you yeah. for getting all the attention from her father. Basically being more of a child than, uh, be, he was more of a father to you than he was to me. Yeah. Because, because we never, I don't even really remember him and yeah, <laughs> you know, so basically because she's, gets her, she's from a different city. Yeah. Uh, she only came here because the only reason she came here is because she was getting notices about the place. Yeah. But like probably there was not paying any rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and she actually came to just shut the place down because right. her like father's missing. Exactly. Um, so she admits that she's kind of jealous of him. Yes. Uh, and, and so he like softens up a little bit because he's like, yeah, no, it's my bad. Same thing happened to me. Yeah, I also got chewed out by your dad yeah, in the same way that I chewed you out. And so there's like a flashback scene of like Shotar just being punched to the ground yeah. by a shadowy figure because they know the actor they want to play her father. Uh-huh. He's like a he's like a famous actor singer. Okay. So but they he's he's more famous enough that they can't get him from like every little flashback. Thing. Right. So when he appears, he appears. But so when he's not when it's not that actor they just have like a yeah. Plus, it, it adds to the mystery of who her dad is. Yeah, detectives are always like now. That. I actually know who her father is, obviously, because I've seen the whole thing. Right. And I'm surprised by how much the look like they got. The silhouette looks like him. Actually, actually, uh, yeah, does justice yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but it's the silhouette, and it's the audio is only Shotaru's speaking, and he's talking about how he was overzealous to complete a case, and the client's family got hurt. Yeah, you see and, like blood on her hands, and so. it looks like basically like they were. Fixing like a kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, because he like a ransom. He, he decks Shotaru, chews him out, and then turns around and, and beats the ass off of like three or four guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a fist fight. Yeah, and you know while still keeping his hat on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Shotaro's like physical abilities. A lot of it came from his training. Yeah, under the chief. You can tell the chief was not a step behind or, no. at all. He he was he was he was like he is everything Shotaro wishes he was. Yes. So you take Shotaro and you take out all the the half boiledness of Shotaro uh-huh. and like. Think of like real detective, real fighter, real like that, a real that, professional. That, yeah. That's that's um what Shotaro would be if his his training was complete. Yes, because I'm I'm assuming his training was not complete. But uh, what was good was the line that he said that uh, a detective who lets their client get hurt is worse than a bad detective. They're yeah. just trash. Yeah, they're just trash. It's not that you're a bad detective; it's <laughs> you're you're trash human being. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little, a little intense right there. Yeah, not exactly accurate, but we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, like, not, like, when he's when he talks about this, like Akiko, like it like lights Akiko up and then it goes back to Shotaro and he says, actually, he, like he's by the way, he's staring. He's doing that thing where they have their back turned whenever they're talking about something deep and he's staring at the So pond. then he doesn't have to look in her face when he's talking. Right. And so he's like, actually, the truth is the truth is that I'm the reason why the chief is. And he turns around and she's gone. Yeah, she's <laughs> long gone. And he's just like, don't run away when I'm trying to tell something important. Yeah, such an intense Basically, scene. he lit the fire under her and she's like, I'm going to go finish this case because that's what dad would do. You're right. And he was just about ready to admit to her that her father's dead because of him. Right. Um, so it, she's going to look for more evidence, I guess, trying to figure out who did it. And we end up with a scene change to a scene change. A scene change. <laughs> a scene change to museum. Which now suddenly it makes sense. It's an actual I now, museum. I understand now. Yeah. I thought it was just, oh, let's just throw on an English word. Meh, whatever. No, it turns out that uh, uh, Ryuji Sonazaki. Yeah, Sonazaki Ryube. Ryube. He is a curator of a museum. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's just really, really rich and he curates a museum for the fun of it. Yeah, just because. Because <laughs> there's no way that house is paid for by being a museum curator. Yeah, there's no way. I would, I would almost believe that he owns the entire museum. Yeah. And he just curates it for fun. For fun. I mean, if you had the only museum in all of existence, then maybe that, that salary is <laughs> yeah. legit. But so it's a big museum, and uh, it's Akiko goes there, and she says to uh, Sonazaki that he is going, that uh, she's like, at the next tasting, mm-hmm. have everybody come in and something exciting will happen. Yeah. And Sonazaki's just like, sure, whatever. I'll whatever, I'm bored. Let's y- do it. But at the same time, it cuts to um, Shotaro, who's going through the museum. Yeah, because he's probably following Akiko. Yeah, he's after all. And then he sees a magma display. Yep. He sees an Elmacalos display. Can mm-hmm. I pronounce that word? T-Rex. A T-Rex display. And he's like drawing parallels of like. Yeah, you're seeing all the enemies if they were normal. Yeah. But so it's very interesting. And then Sonazaki just appears right behind him. It's like. Yeah, a, it's it's suddenly like a, Sonazaki. When he's looking ear. at the T-Rex and he's just like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, you turn around and say, who? <laughs> it's like, my name is Ryube. I'm Sonazaki Ryube. I am the curator of this museum. Yeah, it's like his quiz. 
isn't it? It's because he's talking about his own. Yeah, he's talking about it, how amazing it is. And um, then he says, well, I better be going because tomorrow's going to be interesting. Yeah. And it's like, how much does he know? Yeah, how much does he know that? Does he know that he's coming around here? He just doesn't care? Yeah, because why would he be just addressing him all of a sudden? He never asked him his name. Maybe he already knows it. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he just doesn't care. It's just like. Very interesting. The, it's just the way he acts. He's just like, he acts like the bad guy should act. Yeah, definitely. He doesn't reveal extra information. Nope. And he doesn't even reveal what he already knows. <laughs> yeah, but he lets you know that he knows something. Yeah, you don't know what he knows, but you know he knows something. Because now he's in your head. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to exist. So, uh, and also this whole kind conver- of, this whole interaction leaves Shotaro like shaken. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, e- and he doesn't even know why. He doesn't it's just know like, why. He's made no F- connections. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it goes to, I guess the next day, the next pa- t- pastry testing and all of the staff is in the big dining hall. I think the scene right before that is the sweet search, like, uh, Philip Dun- doing his thing. Like he can't, he's having trouble whittling down. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's the he's, search because the. Because, well, he's using the keywords, but the problem is is that uh, father and daughter, yeah. they share the last the same last name. So, like, that's not dwindling down. Yeah, there's still, like, 20 or 40 bookshelves off in the distance. Yeah. And is this when he uh, he figures out it's sweets. Yeah. And he's, he's he's doing the research. And is this where he goes the... He, he says something, like, he quotes to himself something that uh, the sweets Pont says. And it was a very specific phrase. Yeah, about it was, like, like, the way that they were describing uh taste or something like that was so specific yeah that he's like oh wait a minute there's no way that's uh, that's not just a random phrase someone came up with that's that's like a a call phrase exactly and so he uses that to break it down and he gets one book yeah and then we don't know what's in the book yet because it switches over to the tasting yeah so it's uh, the entire staff and everybody in the, the big dining room and they're tasting the dessert and and of course shotaro's outside the window even though there's easily 20 people in this room all facing different directions so there's no way you're hiding yeah. outside of that window well Some he's wearing a maids. bright he's wearing a, a, a yeah bright, like a bright, bright yellow ro- shirt and a white hat yeah of course he's hiding <laughs> yeah they can see him yeah. i can just imagine the maid that's like you know what i'm not gonna say anything i feel like this is just this weird family and i don't want to call <laughs> yeah, it out yeah not supposed to say anything not supposed to see yeah, anything i, I <laughs> see nothing <laughs> um, somebody else's paycheck and uh so I think it's Psycho's just like, why is everybody here? Yeah, because it's totally abnormal. I mean, the, the family's at their regular spots at the table, but, but there's, there's two like whole long tables set Extra next tables to it. up with like the maids and the butlers. Yeah, they're all standing in front of a random suite. It's not the same suite. Yeah, and they all sit down and they're eating. And then and then uh, Rube says, oh, there's going to be something interesting happening. Yeah. And Reminder, Ryube is the head Sonazaki. Yeah, Sonazaki. Terror. Yeah. Point. Uh, and then there's uh, Akiko's voice pops up, and she's like comes out from like the upper s- balcony. Yeah, holding the mop handle in and the maid outfit. <laughs> and then everybody's just like, "What is this maid doing? What's yeah. this, what is the purpose? Of this? I am <laughs> no maid." And she just rips off her. She doesn't need to change. Yeah, tearaway maid outfit. And his underneath is in like a uh, even bulkier yeah. detective coat outfit, uh, a Sherlock Holmes style. Like yeah, and uh, her hair is in a different. Yeah, totally different. So. Uh, she says, I am, I was disguised as, <laughs> I was disguised as Akiko the maid. I'm actually Akiko the master detective or the ace right. detective. <laughs> it's and like, Shotaro's just face palming outside this window like, like, oh, she she's overdoing it again. And um, she's doing a whole reveal. Yeah, like uh, the typical mystery novel. The detective has all the suspects in the room and it's like, and I thought it was this person, but the reason why it's you is because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she doesn't do that. She just. Yeah, walks she, up and says, you're the one. And she's pointing to the wrong person. Yeah, and she's pointing. She's pointing to the, the the fat maid. Yeah, the fat maid that was eating potato and, chips. And she says the reason why she chose her is because she's kind of round and she's always eating. Yeah, and she's like, and, what and, the and, heck? And, and this is the point where uh, Wakana and Kirihiko are laughing. Yeah. I think this is hilarious. It's yeah. like a dinner sideshow. They're yeah. like, this maid's nuts. And Kirihiko's like, entertainment with this. <laughs> and uh, Ryubi is like, oh, so. The reason why you said something exciting happening, it had nothing to do with the sweets. He thought there was just going to be really good sweets. Yeah, he's just disappointed (laughs) that they're not a cool... She's like, no, these are just sweets that I threw together real quick. Yeah, she just slapped them together, and you look at it, and it's like horribly done sweets everywhere. Like, they all look like a child made something And basically, she says, I figured that the sweets Dopont is obsessed with good sweets, so they would not resist eating the stuff, and I just threw it stuff together. Yeah. And And then it goes to Shotaro calling Philip... Or Philip Collins, whichever. And he says, okay, I figured out who the Dopont is. 
And then, meanwhile, you're hearing Philip talking to Shitaru, you see somebody coughing up yeah, food. And it's um, it's the other mate. Yeah, as soon as he reveals the name, you see exactly who it is that is, is basically vomiting up this horrible tasting sweet. And it's the glasses mate, not the fat one. The yeah, so uh, the last person you suspected. Yeah, uh, because the, the Dopont has a male voice. Yeah. So it's kind of... They you were always trying would to think, well, maybe away. it's the head mate. Yeah, but least. no, it's 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 the other uh, uh, side mate, and she uh, she gets all upset and then transforms. Yeah, because it's, now when you look at her, there's a very obvious tattoo on her neck. I mean, come on, Chotaro pulls a nine inch phone out of his pocket every time. Sure. He <laughs> so it's like, but I mean, at the very least, just slightly under the collar, not yeah. just like directly here. Pull it, it is. On, yeah, the prison tattoo just right there <laughs> on your neck. Uh, <laughs> and it's great. Is like so she she transforms into sweets. And all everybody else starts running away in terror and just running, not in terror, but well, yeah. like not terror, terror, but they just all running in fear. They're just running all over the place. And all of the Sonazaki just stay at their table and are like just sipping their tea. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, huh, I wonder where this is going. This is just dinner theater. That's all yeah. They're it is. just like, whatever. Okay. Cool. We're like super powerful people. Who cares? And, like, um, oh, it was her the whole time. Okay. Uh, Sweets grabs uh, my pastry chef, and Akiko's yep. trying to pull her in. And so it grabs her, too. And it, like, sucks her in. Just swallows yeah. them both Swallows whole, them both whole. And then runs out, and uh, runs out of the building, and it's, like, running off. Yeah, and Shotaru Shartaro continues runs to chase. And he's he holds up the belt, and he says, Philip. And he, like, puts slaps on the belt, and this is when Kirihiko and Sayako are coming out, because they're going to take care of this whole thing. And then they see... Yep. Shotaro transform. Yeah, they see. Well, first, they, Kirihiko sees the the driver and is like, "Oh, he's got that driver. Is he? Could he be? You know, unfinished sentence." Dot dot dot. Because remember, er, the previous episode, he confronted him outside and yep. started lecturing him his whole life story yeah. about how he loves the city. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. holding up by the collar. So, but the thing is, is like they don't know. Oh, at least Kirihiko doesn't know yeah. his name or anything. He just right. knows knows what he looks like. And then now, as they're following him, they see him transform. That's when he's like, "Oh no, it is that guy." So it was him. So then they transform. Yes. And go after him to like take him out because they don't care about sweets. And so then it becomes a two on one fight of Nasca and Taboo versus Double. Yeah. And she she even says something like, uh Do you remember Yeah. Do, do you remember to be afraid of me? Exactly. Because she remember from the whole Beacon's Night thing. Right. So yeah, so that confirmed for me that she does remember. Yeah. Um it's just and, not something that they bring up. Yeah, a lot. so but it's not something that she just openly talks about. So it's like yeah, that, that's the question for me now is does her dad know that ever happened and they're just not talking about it because she failed or did she never tell him? Uh, so I'm sorry, let me restart that. Basically, does he know about it but they don't discuss it because she was a failure in that instance or did she never tell him because she doesn't want to be seen as a failure? Yeah. So, so that's the question for me now. It's like what is what is uh, why isn't everybody talking about it? Right. Maybe because they just don't. It's yeah. not really a big deal. Whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like he does know and just like me. Um. So uh, they're fighting back and forth, and then it goes to um. It's a pretty good fight, fighting back and forth, basically because Taboo flies and shoots energy blast. She's just doing artillery while Nazca's in there just hitting hitting uh double. So they don't. He doesn't double. Doesn't get a chance to react. Yeah. He's just basically he doesn't act. He's only reacting to being attacked. Right. Um so they're they're a pretty good ta- team. Yeah. And then he, so it gets to the point where Double is uh you know kneeling on the ground, kind of winded I suppose, and they both both Saiko and Nazca charge up this uh like orb attack, you know. Yeah. But it also cuts back to uh Sweets. Correct. Sweets it goes to her evil kitchen. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much the only thing you can do. It's like a torture kitchen. It's like yeah, kitchen out saw. Yeah. Because uh, Sweet spits them both up, de-transforms, and you see along the wall is all the other pastry chefs. They're all tied up. Yeah. And so they're she, still alive. She goes on to a monologue basically saying that she was a food critic and- She wanted to be a chef. She wanted to be a chef. She opened up her own pastry chef, but it turns out those skills don't- Yeah. Just because you're good at uh, talking about food doesn't mean you're good at making food. And so it went under- Within a year. Yeah. So it went in under within a year, and so basically she's working here because she has she's poor. Exactly. And so, uh, so she decided that if she can't have uh, her own place, 
she's going to be she's going to have all the best sweets for herself. Yep. So it's like sweets, and probably the sweets are probably driving her a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to take like all Dupont's. They just go extreme with whatever it is. Yeah. They so have on she's, their mind. she has all these pastry chef, and they're just going to make sweets for her forever. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to work for me, except for you, Akiko. I'm going to have to kill you because you yeah. ruined my perfect taste buds <laughs> with your you know <laughs> trash food. Yeah. So she makes a knife arm out of her hand. <laughs> Yeah, and then it cuts back to the two-on-one fight. Yep, and they're about to do the finishing attack, and the tumbler comes in. Yep, the hard tumbler comes in, sideswipes them. Yeah, the, the bike attack, but giant tumbler vehicle. Yeah. Um, that just conveniently gets left wherever it is when they <laughs> grab a vehicle well, it, from it. Chitara can just control, uh, Philip can just control it with the phone. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so... Then he gets into it, and he puts on what is called... So his bike is no- normally known as the hard boiler. The hard boiler. Okay. It's his, his normal bike with the green back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is hard boilers start dash mode. Start dash mode. So that's why there was a million... Uh, yeah, like heat pipes and, and yeah. like jet thrusters. And, so then he starts zooming away, and uh, Kirihiko just runs after him. Yeah, on foot. Almost an Naruto run, but if, if you were to put your arms forward. Yeah, <laughs> it's a super run. Yeah. and uh. This is where we find out that there's machine guns in the front of the bike, so he spin right because they spin around, spin, sh- shoots, and he, the way he gets away is he like jettisons like like a rocket, yeah, jettisons he does, off. The, he basically does one final burst and then lets go of the the, the pipes and it knocks. Yeah, it, you know, obviously you get hit with caltrops essentially. Yeah, and, and then he zooms off. He punches the ground because he's upset. And that's then when Psycho shows up. Psycho shows up. It's like, is that the best you can do? And just like, yeah, shoots him. She's an abusive wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just hits him with the orbs and he's down. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, pretty surprising, actually, that it hasn't happened since now because of the whole family situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, then it cuts back to sweets. Yeah. And Akiko saying, you shouldn't eat me. I taste terrible. And yeah. Sweets is like, I'm not going to eat you. you. I'm going to cut you into slices and decorate the walls. <laughs> Very honest. In this children's show. Yeah, in the children's show. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine trying to... I can just see her eating sweets with just gore yeah. all over the walls. Can you imagine trying to get that idea past like a Sunday morning television show? And For sure. Man, uh, in, in America, I mean... Um, so uh, she holds up like a frying pan and uh, she cuts through the... Fr- uh, sweets cuts through the frying pan like it's nothing. Yeah, butter. Like butter. And then... Uh, how does he show up? Basically, he just kind of lazily walks up through the door, leans up against the door frame. Yeah, and she's like, uh, yeah, Double Dish shows up. And yeah. She's like, how'd you find me? And he points, and then she's got like a tracer on him that he's able to shoot. He's able to shoot with the spider. Because when he, when he says, when he walks up, he says something quippy. Yeah. And then she's like, how did you find me? And he says, he he wiggles the... The the, ba- the, yeah. the the spider crawls up over his shoulder. That's what it was, and the sp- which is his wristwatch. Yes. but it's able to shoot like spider tracers. Yeah, I spider just, tracking first, things. This is the first time I've ever realized that it's exactly what Spider Man uses. Spider Man shoots web tracers out of his webbing. Oh, okay, so maybe that's what the inspiration was. Yeah, off of his wrist, he, sh- he can shoot spider tracers. We've seen the tracking device before. Yeah, it's it's not, it, it, he used it on um the little girl. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like a. Desek Moxie. It's it's one of his established things. Yeah. Um this is in his back pocket. Yeah. So And she's like, Oh, there it is. And he's like, uh, yep, so it is basically. And, and so then the fight commences. He just steps in again like a total badass, like whatever, yeah, it's just another day in the office. Um and then walks so that- in, they get a typical, you know, decent little fight. I like what I liked about this scene is uh there's just not enough breakaway walls anymore. So yeah. it's nice to see him just front kick this. Yeah, uh, kicks kicks sweets right through a wall. Bam. And then sweets just decides to attack. The me- uh, my my and then Akiko steps in the way by grabbing a chair and just like <laughs> smacks her. Yeah, it goes all WWE on her. <laughs> yeah, grabs a chair, just turns it into kindling against her, and this like reminds Shotaro of uh, the chief because even she says, "You don't hurt my client." Yeah, don't hurt my client. She's and she's standing. She's trying to square her shoulders as best she can, but the the jacket is very bulky. The detective outfit and is it's very like bulky. It's, so it's it's draped like a like a trench coat. So she he sees yeah, the like form the the form he's seeing the resemblance between her and her father. Uh huh. And then he uh, basically he, grabs sweets by the collar and no, he turns into heat. Heat Joker. Oh, did he do it in the building? I thought yeah, he pulled no, he him did out it. and he then did, switches. He didn't because he grab when he grabs the collar, it's on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess uh, it, you, you you guess sweets Joker, uh, Heat Joker, right? Yeah, because I was I knew it was gonna be Heat, and I was like, was it gonna be Heat Trigger? But I th- feel like Heat Joker is appropriate. It's just not gonna work against Nazca, and so that was what. Yeah, was so uh, Heat Trigger kicks uh, kicks sweets outside, and it's just punching with the the flame fist, and then sweets like turns invisible. I guess turns into clear candy or yeah. something. Yeah. But kind of um, weird because it, it the way it makes it look 
it uh, you know becomes the same sort of goop that it's been attacking people with, and then it goes to the ground and spreads out. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, maybe they teleported or escaped, or like they've gone through the earth or, or something. Or turned like into that. liquid or something. Yeah. But- no. <laughs> They became a hard, clear candy, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That made themselves invisible. So, um, basically, it's like we need a new way to sell in these toys. So, right. So, Bat comes in and he puts Luna into the Bat. Yeah. Basically, shows that the toys are like all like multiple, like. Yeah, he can put the memories in them yeah. and make them do things. And so, in this uh, case, it does a bunch of really fast, bright flashes. Yeah, Luna flashes. That burn the image of the candy into life i don't know shocks i don't know whatever whatever the physics is there's no physics in this because there's the, because no longer it, invisible is the end result yeah there's no physics in this especially considering what the next move is which oh, is for sure <laughs> he does the maximum drive for uh luna and joker which is or for fire or heat and joker heat and joker which joker is grenade joker grenade which is he jumps up in the air, he splits into two pieces, and he just punches with each side. It splits into two offset pieces. Okay, so like they, they split apart, and then one goes up and the yeah. other down. Like in the same way on a poker card, how like an ace will have an ace in the bottom left and the bo- top right, you know, so that's kind of like here we are. And then it's like they, they maintain their symmetry as they're punching. Well, this is the same thing that happens with... Uh, Joker Extreme, which is the Luna, right? Which is not the not the Luna, but it is the uh, the Joker Cyclone one, where they split apart and they do a kick. Yeah, this is basically they split apart and they do multiple punches. The thing that I'm okay with that the kick because it's like one and then the other (laughs) directly behind it. Whereas this one is they they it flies all over the place and it's like they're punching and then they connect and do a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But the thing is, is that's one of the reasons. I mean. Heat uh, Joker isn't one of the normal ones. Yeah. It isn't one of the main ones. Yeah. It's like a side one because yeah, it's very specific. Joker is usually teamed up with Cyclone. So they, right. And, and Heat, heat Metal. Is, is and heat metal Luna Trigger. And those ones, they put more effort into those ones. Yeah, a lot more thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then breaks the memory. Of course. Uh, and then it's... Uh, but uh, during the fight, no, and then uh, Akiko comes out with the the the, pe- the chefs, yeah, and basically like thumbs up. We got it. Yeah, and so then it goes to uh, Wakana and Saiko, mm-hmm. and they're having this little thing about like basically Wakana's rubbing yeah, her face. Yeah, and you yeah Wakana is is laughing, talking about how Common Rider would make a better tool than <laughs> her stepbrother. Yeah, a- aka Kirihiko. And Saeko is like, you better watch who you're provoking, essentially. Yeah. And and, uh, and she says, Kirihiko has learned his place as a spouse. Because yeah. Wakana, like, fake apologizes, like, very obviously fake apologizes <laughs> for her rudeness, at which point Saeko is like, yeah, Kirihiko, continue. Like Kirihiko learned his place as a spouse. And then it cuts to, um, like, a a bedroom and it pans to and you can hear a shower running. Yeah, gratuitous butt shot too. Oh yeah, Kiriko in the shower at like in the shower and you see that the back of him is all bruised yeah, he's, up. He's completely he's, covered in bruises. He was just totally been beat up. She just took a bag of oranges to him. <laughs> yeah. And he is upset about his failure also. Yeah. He's just he's in an abusive relationship. <laughs> Poor guy. But the, th- but the thing is, is he thinks it's his fault for failing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing about abuse. They don't even yeah. recognize that. I mean, you make excuses for you, yourself. You know, you know, he has to expect it to go this way wh- sure. when he was attacked at the wedding day by the father and brother, his sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. The pro- his problem is, is he never expected to fail. <laughs> right. It's all fun in games until you get shot with orb stuff and realize yeah. that you're. Until your superpowered wife beats you. Yeah. Uh, because she is way more powerful than For he is. For sure. Way, way more. Um, but she's, she's also had her powers for way longer than him. He's only had his powers for like a yeah. couple months. And she's had hers if for a, it, she, at least a year. Yeah. Because she had it back at Night. Right. So that's like a year and a half. And she, probably longer than yeah. that. I mean, it's safe to assume she's had it longer than that. Whereas, and, and and we also see that the longer you have the powers, the stronger you get at them. Yeah. And yeah. plus, like, like we said earlier, how many fights has he actually had? Yeah. Like, where, where do you even train? Yeah. So uh, then it goes back to the office, and, and Shotaro is doing his recap monologue, mm-hmm. typing in the book thing about how uh, it's him that needs to get tougher Yeah, like before he, he's able to tell Akiko everything. Because he was worried about Akiko and, uh, you know, whether she's safe or whether he'll hurt her he, by saying things. And then he realizes that she's actually tougher than she looks. And then he is the one yeah. that needs to toughen up to be able to tell her the truth. And this whole time it's, like, going where, like, uh, 
she's trying to give Philip sweets. Mm-hmm. And he's just like. That she just made. And he's just like, how can you do this after being, basically, how are you able to eat sweets after being attacked by sweets? Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? It tastes great. And he, she like shoves it in his mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, oh, I don't have words to describe how bad this is, which is funny considering he knows all the words. Yeah, all the words. And he can't <laughs> describe how. <laughs> he knows. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't actually say it's bad. You just, from his facial expressions, you know he doesn't like it. And he cannot describe it. And so she takes a bite of it, and she's fine with it. Yeah, she's like, it's good. And then she, mm-hmm. like, you see her look at Shotaru and, like, hold the plate up, like, do you want some? And he's just like, mm, mm-hmm. And then no. he stares out the window and talks about Begins Night. Yeah, Begins Night. That's the the episode ends on Begins Night. Yeah. So. It, you, you hear it now where it's Begins Night, yeah, but begins the translation night. is the night it all began. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on. That's not what they mean. Yeah, that's not what they I mean. They mean Begins Night. <laughs> when they say begins night just get begins night not grammatically correct but who does who cares yeah, it's english <laughs> yeah uh so probably pretty hard but what what what's your suck my okay my suck i thought about it and i was i was gonna originally go with how the the joker grenade's kind of wonky mm-hmm. but too easy it's too easy of a target we we got everything that we want to discuss about it in the description yeah um the thing that sucked in my opinion is that Kirihiko makes this connection immediately that this guy, he doesn't know his name yet or mm-hmm. anything. That's Kamen Rider, okay? There was a scene in this episode where Shotaru, when he gets attacked by uh, Kirihiko and Sayako as Taboo and Nazuka, where he's like, why do I keep running into these people? Oh. <laughs> and it's like, you're telling me you're an ace detective, at least you think you are, and you have not put together that maybe these people with all the power that the cops don't want to mess with right, and so all he's the not stuff, drawing the combination. Just Can- maybe they might be involved considering they had they were there with the the windmill, you know. The only thing I can think of is they don't say how far away it was. Sure. Yeah. I mean it's I understand, but at the very least, whether or not you can make definitive proof or you know make a full-on connection at the very least you should be thinking oh i wonder and then keep it in his back pocket for later yeah there's no i mean that's the so it really undersells uh i guess his his because we we see in other episodes that he's actually a pretty good detective well it's like it's the connections are only there when the writer wants those connections to be there yeah so i felt it was kind of weak so that's my suck for this is that you know it could have been a lot better my suck was the the lack of foreshadowing for who sweets was yeah i agree with that yeah they just wanted a red herring that's all it was red herring. it literally was so little foreshadowing that i forgot and thought it was somebody else i uh, and you've seen it <laughs> i've seen it before yeah. the, i thought the, it was the head maid and the character itself <laughs> yeah she has one scene and it's an irrelevant scene that doesn't matter yeah, I, I, yeah that's how bad the foreshadowing was is that as somebody who's seen it before i got the wrong conclusion yeah. and i guess that that the thing that makes it so stark in contrast to the other episodes, the reason why it matters now versus all the other times, is that even if it was a joke mystery, it was still a mystery. Like, the plot of the two-part episode was that of a mystery. Yeah, they've done better foreshadowing right? other ways. And I think it's basically that, the foreshadowing, the reason why the foreshadowing was so bad is because that's not what these two episodes were yeah, about. Yeah, it was not about the It mystery. was about the Sonazaki family. Yeah, it's just that... The- I mean, that was the S. Right. You know, it was more about the Sonazaki family than that. And yeah. about uh, the relationship between different families of the Sonazaki family exactly. and, like, the quote-unquote family of Shot- of, of Akiko and Shotaro, mm-hmm. who, like, are almost siblings because right. they both look to her father as their their father yeah. figure. Yeah, I just feel like it, it would be better if... Because the structure of the episode is out of a mystery, even though it's got nothing to do with the I mean, it literally would have been... A, I think it, w- it would have worked out better if it would have been the head maid. Yeah, definitely. Because she actually didn't like made Akiko sen- to begin with. It would have made all the yeah. sense. Yeah, it would have been more satisfying, <laughs> yeah. at the very least. But um, but that wasn't the main part. Yeah, we didn't get that. Basically, Sweets was there because they needed... A Dopont. A yeah. Dopont to be ended at the end of the episode. That's exactly what I think it is. So yeah. I feel like if like if they just put a little bit more effort into making it a mystery, even if it was not even... It was just in the background. Because there's a lot of mystery movies where it's more about the detective's struggle with alcohol than it is actual <laughs> mystery. Yeah. You know, So it, it, I feel like just a little bit more effort, and it would have been... Uh, at least clues where if you watch it again, you're like, oh, wow, if I had thought about this, I would have led to this, you know, but that's not the case. It's, yeah. it's, an, it's an hour long altogether Yeah, on a Saturday or so, Sunday but, or whatever the hell. Yes, yeah, Sunday morning. Sunday, uh, okay. Uh, so what was your Sugoi? Sugoi. Um, I just really like the depth of the episode. I mean, I always come back to this, but um, first off, not knowing why they were called museum, and now I do. And then it's like you have so much connections between everything that was made from all these episodes up to this point. Well, it's like all of the characters 
have different relationships with all of the other characters. That's yeah, kind of what I'm saying is that there's more. Um, now you're like, okay, Kirihiko versus Saiko. Is there a wedge there? Is is a wedge building? Like, yeah. which one of them is going to become the tentative ally versus the rest of them at some point, only for that to break? I don't know. Is it going to happen? I have no idea. And, but that's what's interesting about it. And like, what does Tonozaki know? And what does he even care about? Yeah, what does he even care about? What's the purpose of, yeah, of what's keeping the, secret about things? You know, what's the purpose of the museum and all that stuff? Yeah, like, what's going on? <laughs> so, uh, my Sugoi is, I, I just love the chief, even though, though it's, it's, oh. just, it's just like the the idea of the chief. Yeah, the chief. And this, he's like, like the, the, the real hero. Yeah, he's, and it's cool because it's like, the way they do it, if he if he was in the show, mm-hmm. he would be he would overshadow everybody else. Yeah, but he casts the shadow that everybody's acting in, mm. which makes them more interesting characters because of his shadow. Yeah, exactly. And so I like the way they they are able to play that. Where like you're not thinking about the chief all the time, right? But whenever they bring it up, you're like, oh yeah, he's been the reason everything's been going on the way it has. Yeah. Been. And <laughs> oh, the other thing I liked about this episode um, is that basically Akiko mid- admitting. That she's upset about how much his his treatment from his father versus her treatment. Yes, and uh, how her she's being jealous. jealous of his, and it puts into context a lot of the times when she's just kind of being an asshole to him. Yeah, uh, I mean, it could just be her, but also it's like one of those. It's really just him, if you think about it. The way she treats everyone versus the way she treats him, it's very different. So it, I'm wondering if that ties. It, into it is a it. more like sibling relationship. Yeah, where yeah. like it's a sibling rivalry, and like she's, it's like. Uh, yeah. It makes yeah. her character a little less annoying, I guess. Because yeah. before, it was one of those things where you're like, oh my god. And you were telling me, it's like, oh, you're gonna, and eventually. Well, th- now you understand why I've liked her so much up until now, because yeah. I, like, understand the character more. Yeah, it's, it's, it makes more sense. She's not just being annoying. Yeah. She has her own Because, yeah, she's nice to everybody. about it, yeah. I mean, think about the way she treats, uh, Shutaro versus the way she treats Philip. Exactly, yeah. She's fine and civil to Philip. I mean, until all the times when Philip deserves otherwise. Yeah. And that's but, not to say that she hates Shotaro at all. Obviously no, she not. cares about him and she it's like, just uh, the relationship is like Yeah, she's a little bitter, I guess, yeah. in some ways. But also she's, Yeah. Yeah. She she also is like reminded but and she also sees that he's trying to act like her dad. Right. Yeah. Which and so that's that's why my Segway is literally just so much depth, because I, I don't even how do you explain all that in one sentence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it deepened a we lot of the connections between episodes, the characters. And there's been more character depth in these 10 episodes than entire like 10 season shows. Yeah, like American shows. Exactly. I I couldn't write it all down. I was thinking maybe we should rewatch it like we do zero one. But I'm like, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like uh, like we were just talking about another drama. And I just told you like 30 seconds about this character's backstory. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, that is such a good backstory, yeah, such a good backstory. <laughs> and motivation. And it wasn't even like. Oh, like his father and all this stuff. It's like, no, he's got this bullet in his head. Yeah, he's got a bullet in his head. He sees dead things, but he doesn't want to remove the bullet, even though it might kill him because he's afraid to die. And yeah, you're like, well, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like, in just this episode, we now have connection between Kirihiko and Shotaru, more connection between Saiko and Kirihiko, Sonazaki and Ryube, and literally everybody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Akiko and Shotaru. Philip didn't really get much love this episode, but it wasn't a Philip. There episode. was, a, yeah. I mean, he was back in the thing, and yeah, he had um, his own episode not too long ago. And also, uh, it would have been really hard to have him in this episode yeah. because it's all about because like Shotaru and Akiko episode. No, for sure. the main reason Philip is hiding is because he's hiding from, from Yusio. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, it would have been kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the only one that who, who's, uh, well, him and Miki. Yeah. <laughs> or Mick. Mick, yeah. Yeah, him They're, and Mick are the only one that didn't get anything in this episode. Yeah. Oh, man, the lack of character depth for the cat. That poor cat. <laughs> he, he got quite a bit in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> his, his standing in the family is higher than Kirihiko. So, really, there you go. Kirihiko and the cat have yeah, a relationship yeah. connection. If they try to do a plot board on just what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you end up with some sort of weird Chinese element chart. <laughs> so now, bring up the writer rankings. Yep, bring up the writer rankings. I can't, can't remember. Like, I don't even remember where everybody is. I know it was all messed up because uh, so much happened in the last couple of weeks as far as zero one goes that everybody's below everyone on zero one except for I think Valkyrie is now farther down. I don't remember now. Okay, so this is where we stand right now. So number one is zero one. Okay. Remember, we just watched the Zero One movie. Yeah. Uh, number fair, two is, is. is Valkyrie. Three is Vulcan. Mm. Four is Double. Okay. Five is Kuga. And six is Ichigo. 
That's right. Kuga bumped up one because I felt pity. At the same time, he's also the the. I mean, Ichigo's so been sweet. been been getting hurt. Because but yeah, he, he's he's kinda not out in the show. His couple, he's, yeah, for however long that's gonna take. <laughs> it's gonna be a little weak. Yeah, I did learn something about that that changes my whole opinion of Furukawa, which is the guy who plays uh, uh, Hongo. Yeah, Hongo. He sings the opening song. Yeah, yeah, because there there's like an album version that isn't him, but for the the actual episode. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just, he's well-rounded. Yeah. Like uh, Chuck Norris of Japan. Did you know about the whole Sega de Sanchoro? The what? Sega de Sanchoro. Oh, the uh, spokesman for Sega, you said, right? Yeah, it's, it's him. Yeah. But it's uh, Death Battle did a thing where it was Sega de Sanchoro versus Chuck Norris. Oh, yes. I think you told me about this, but I don't remember what the conclusion was. The conclusion was is they're still fighting today in the <laughs> reaches of outer space. Because, <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you this, too. This is a little tangent, but oh, well. Um, sometimes you're just gonna have to put up with that viewership. I'm Sega Desanchiro's back. Oh, and uh, so the last Sega Desanchiro thing was him stopping a missile from hitting Sega's uh, literally a giant missile that was launched by a rival company. Um, <laughs> he literally stops it with his body and rides it into space, and it blows up. Okay. And like that's the that's the end of Sega Desanchiro. So there's been this new Sega thing going on. A new Sega, uh, Sanchiro, I forgot his, I, I don't think his first name is Sega, uh, but Sanchiro is uh, a kid in high school. Okay. Sega de Sanchiro's son. Okay. Who was actually Furukawa's son. Oh, okay. So it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. And he's all talking about Sega because Sega's been doing some cool things with their fog gaming and all this stuff. Okay, yeah. So they're, but they're, they're so back. he's having, the, there's a new commercial lines. Okay. And there is one point where he's fighting this masked man and he's like throwing him over his shoulder and like, because that was the thing that uh, Sega de Sanchiro did. He threw everybody over his shoulder. Yeah. And then the guy, the, the masked man removes his mask. It's like, a Sanchiro again. It's like, oh. It's like, Otoosan. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Anyways, that was a, that might that might be something I should have talked about on each yeah, episode, but I just I really want to talk about it. Yeah, on an Ichigo episode, <laughs> I've been waiting. It's taking so long. But, oh, okay. So the writer so, rankings. I I feel like I want to bump Dumble at least one. I mean, I'm thinking back to Vulcan. He had a really strong episode. Then we went to the movie, and now we're coming back to seemingly the episodic form based on the trailer from the end of the uh, the battle. I can't remember what it was called. The end of the the beginning of the end or something like that. Or the end of the beginning. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they titled it. Um, oh, the destruction begins now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, that the destruction ended as soon as it began. Yeah. So because now they needed because they had to have a little gap so they could have the movie. Right. Uh, so now we're back to that, and I'm wondering, okay, who do I like better right now? Do I like Double or do I like Fua? I do like Fua. I also like Valk, but this was a good double episode. I mean, it, but remember, we're not judging the episodes. True, the writer. We're judging the judging writer. The writer. Now, Philip did have a real uh, not not Philip didn't Shotaro. have anything. Shotaro did have a really cool thing where like his relationship Internal. with Akiko. Yeah. And he's recognizing his and own And the fact weaknesses. that, like, you know, him fighting. He, and also, we didn't, like, really mention it, but it's, he just ran away from the fight because he's like, I got more important Other things stuff to do going on. Yeah. Than, than fight. Because it's like, it's not about the fighting. I'm about, like, yeah. saving people. He's like, I got to go protect this person, even though he's now primed and ready to win this fight because they've been knocked over by Yeah, he's just tumbler. like, I got to go. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't have time for this. So I, I do want to bump him up. Like I said, it was a very good episode for Double. So probably um, better than Vulcan, but like, uh, yeah. what about Valkyrie? Because Valkyrie had some pretty good stuff in that very last episode. Very intriguing. Day. Yes, very Because it's like she has, because remember the last thing we saw about Valkyrie is that, that confrontation with Izu, mm-hmm. where she was just about ready to like almost open up. And then Izu points out that like, you're the reason you're not with us or anything like yep. that. <laughs> just shuts her down. Yeah. Damn. You know, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna keep her where she is. So now. put put double at three. I'm gonna put double at three. Let's just we're just gonna do a one, you know, jump at least a one place jump until we're back on track. You know, since there's a short hiatus, so I want to get back into zero one and then swing back through the rotation, see where we end up. So for zero one now, what I think we should do is whenever we're doing the writer ranking, the first thing we should do because of how zero one is mm-hmm. is we should. Before we put them in the list, we should talk about where we rank them mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah, those by themselves and then their place in the list. That, 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 I think that would make it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, any other thoughts about this episode? I mean, it's a really good episode. It it is. It was a really good episode. I um, you know, like every time that we wrap up a two parter. It's it ends really strong, and then you're wondering where it's going to go on the next episode, and it's hard telling. Uh, yeah. We, we haven't said what the title is yet, so I don't know what the title is for the next episode, so it's kind of hard to see where it's going. 
um, because I do not watch the previews. The only previews I watch now are zero one, so that way you can talk and op- you know talk openly about yeah. what's going on. Uh, but I don't want to get spoiled if I can avoid it. Yeah. But this episode by itself, very good. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of a um, another double episode that I liked as much, and I'm not really coming up with anything. Yeah. So it might have been the best episode for me so far. So the next episode of Double is part is the Revenge V. Okay. So V is the is the uh, letter letter. Infected car. Infected car. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Infected with what? V for virus? That's the, that's the, that's one of them. Okay, sweet. This one actually is uh, three. Oh. Three things V stands for. Whoa. Um, Revenge V. Yep, infected car. And I remember, if I remember correctly by this one, it's kind of a cool, like, um, story in and of itself. Like, sometimes I watch, like, these shows and it's like, this could have been a movie. Yeah, these two episodes could have been the premise for a whole show or a whole movie or a whole story. Right. Um, and then there's like that's just the yeah the, throwaway uh, <laughs> these two part thing. Yeah, but our next episode will be Common Writer Zero One, episode ten, entitled "I'm an Actor Shinya Owada." Right, because okay, I remember now. I remember the preview. Yeah, because we're talking, it's it's like going back, because remember, this is the point where like the movie is in the theater, and so they, they might do some move on, but they usually try to not move on the plot too far while the movie is still fresh in the theater. Yeah, that makes they, sense. So they want that. I mean, who knows? I don't know what they might be. They might, uh, all sorts of crazy things. They could blow up, they could blow up America in this one, <laughs> which has happened in a common writer. Wow. <laughs> Many people forget that. It's like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> When America was nuked or a giant meteor slammed into uh, Shibuya. These things happen come right show. Yeah. That's why they're able to be in different worlds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, you just can't reset the world every time stuff happens. Yeah. Well, they do. Every time. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. So that will be our next episode. Peace. And that's the end of the episode, guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion, or you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail. You can always find additional information on our website, fanboyopinion.com. If you're having trouble finding our podcast or just want it on the podcatcher of your choice, be sure to let us know. And please rate and review us whenever possible. It really helps out. Anyway, we're going to head out. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you all next time.